So, what is it you want me to do? Simple. Conduct your warp flight tomorrow morning, just as you planned. Why tomorrow morning? Because at 11 o'clock, an alien ship will begin passing through this solar system. Alien? You mean extraterrestrials? More bad guys? Good guys. They're on a survey mission. They have no interest in Earth. Too primitive. Oh. Doctor, tomorrow morning when they detect the warp signature from your ship and realize that humans have discovered how to travel faster than light, they decide to alter their course and they make first contact with Earth right here. Here? Uh, actually, over there. It is one of the pivotal moments in human history, Doctor. You get to make first contact with an alien race, and after you do, everything begins to change. Your theories on warp drive allow fleets of starships to be built, and mankind to start exploring the galaxy. It unites humanity in a way that no one ever thought possible when they realize they're not alone in the universe. Poverty, disease, war, they'll all be gone within the next 50 years. But unless you make that warp flight tomorrow morning, before 11.15, none of it will happen. And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. Welcome to D Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. I am Johnson Lee, and with me is my co-host Mike Thurlow. Mike, how are you? I, I was trying to think whether whether or not I just say your last name. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. But then it came out awkward because there was a pause. Yeah. But because whatever, you, the moment you did, has passed. You did, you the moment has passed. It. You paused. You you decided it, too late to go for it. There was it. like not enough conviction. Like I need like two seconds more. Of conviction earlier yeah, yeah. but then mm-hmm. it was over yeah anyway hey mike how's it going it's going all right uh how are you doing i'm good i'm good where are you right now what <laughs> what's going on with your life what is your status what is my status my status is exhausted uh my location is i am up in massachusetts with my niece and nephews and two you're, dogs you're in, you're in boston Right. I am south in Boston, yes. Suburbs of Boston. Suburbs, southern suburbs of Boston. And uh, yes, I am currently kid-sitting slash dog-sitting slash house-sitting for my sister's uh, four kids and two dogs. So, Where did your sister go? Uh, my sister is uh, vacationing in Aruba. So, oh, hey. I know. Um, apparently, their trip has been canceled or postponed four times. And oh, wow. So uh, this time around, uh, they didn't want to cancel it. My mom had to cancel last minute because she had to quarantine along with my dad and nephew because my nephew was exposed at a party that he went to with his dad. This all sounds very convoluted and complicated, but um, 
So basically your mom couldn't make it last minute. And then yes, my mom canceled and my sister texted me and said, mom just canceled. And then she explained what was going on. And I said, well, as long as I can get my vaccine shot. And if you don't mind me being potentially uh, super sick the next day from a reaction to the vaccine, uh, then sure. So I'm sure she was kind of just like, whatever, I just need a warm body here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, so yeah, the kids are pretty self-sufficient for the most part, uh, except getting to and from school. And um, yeah. so they're in school full time. They just started this week, full time mm. school again. So, uh, so, and my sister did not pay for the school bus this year. So they need rides to and from school. So I have been doing that. You have to pay for the school bus? You do, yes. What? Is this a thing? I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. But oh, it's a free service. No. Nope. nope. Oh. Huh. Uh, so I yeah. never took the school bus, so I have no idea. Right, yeah. I mean, I, I took the school bus for most of my K-11 through experience of education. Yes, we've talked about that. Of course, I was no in, on the school bus. Oh yeah, I've definitely been picked on on the school bus before. Yes. Yeah, I know you were definitely picked on, like in your neighborhood at school. Yes, I recall. Yeah. But I especially want to know whether or not it happened on the school bus. Yes, there was some, definitely some bullying on the school bus. Yes. Okay. So. I, you know, I never took a school bus, so I don't know what the culture is like. All I know is from TV and occasionally they show how kids are bullied on the school bus on tv so that's yeah. my only representation um, of what that's yeah like. that that happens that is uh, not an inaccurate true to representation life. it is true to life but um so yeah so i'm you know i'm uh ferrying kids to and from school and to and from practices with some help thankfully um yeah there this has not been the the uh smoothest uh, experience uh the first was that my brother-in-law's car suddenly died fortunately after we got back from school but before uh died before i could take um my niece to soccer practice so had to call in a uber no i'm not gonna put my i'm not gonna put a a kid into an uber by herself yeah no 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 so uh a friend had a friend of my sister's had reached out through facebook and said, hey, if you need anything, let me know. I told Marianne uh, that I'd help out. And so I called her up in a panic. <laughs> I'm sure she was like, damn it. I shouldn't have offered. She, and she was, no, she was great. She was over here in uh, so like nice. five to 10 minutes and took uh, my niece to and from uh, from practice. And then her husband came over and jump-started the car. So Aww. we have no idea why the... Um, why the battery decided to go dead i don't drive so i wouldn't know yeah so there's a lot you don't know i can't advise you, you on you the school bus experience or how to drive yes you you have you can't ride a bike either nope nope these are you have a long list of things you have not done and cannot do i am perfectly content with my life experiences <laughs> up to this point <laughs> perfectly content <laughs> You know what? I still think that they should invent a kennel for children. I think it can, it can make think. I was just like, it's called boarding. It's Put called boarding there, school. Go to Aruba. See you later. It's called boarding school. 
or as one of my friends did say, once say an orphanage. But, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No. So. I, I'm happy to be here. Um, the other thing that happened was that last night, uh, one of the dogs, she's a puppy, but she's a very, she's a great, uh, Dane. a great Dane puppy. Yeah. Like, so, are those puppies? It's like a mini horse. Yeah. She is a mini horse. She woke me up at three in the morning and at five thirty this morning. So God. Uh, and then would go outside, which and then not come in. So it was just so today, tonight, before recording, I blocked the stairs with some kitchen chairs, so there will be no disturbing my sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, I can rest and be ready for oh, Friday. Man. I can't and believe it's out- Friday, actually. I mean, I don't well, know tomorrow's where Friday. Is. Oh, today's did I say Thursday. today? Yes, I can't believe today's Thursday, but tomorrow is Friday. And then you're out there till next week, right? Yeah, I'm going to come back to New York on Monday, probably. Okay. So, yeah. Um, oh, but it's fun you. to be here. I get to go to some soccer games on Saturday. Like suburbs? What is there for you? Soccer games. I have my, my niece has a soccer game Saturday morning, and my nephew has one Saturday afternoon. And then... I don't um, play or watch sports. Yes. Another thing you can't do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do or enjoy. Uh, and then my other ne- my oldest nephew has lac- a lacrosse game on Sunday. So Wow, so active. They, they are very, very, pretty active. So yeah, but uh, tomorrow night is going to be, we're going to make tacos and watch Godzilla versus King Kong or King Kong. Oh my versus- gosh, it was like, all right, I watched it. It was, it was fine. It was serviceable. Okay. It was, it was fine. I think they'll like it. I think the kids will like it. There's like things happen, things blow yeah. up. Yeah. Um, they make a mess of a couple of cities. Nice. Yeah. So, they'll love I mean, it. That's pretty much the extent. And then there's like and the reviews were like, um, oh, there's like annoying human drama. And I was like, is there? And I watched it, I was like, Yeah, this is pretty the humans are kind of just annoying. <laughs> like, like, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're can, excited, but can... they're excited to watch it. So uh and, and it's free uh, yeah so uh yeah so we're gonna do that make tacos and uh stay they can stay up late tomorrow and um yeah so we'll, we'll have a good weekend yeah no school no Fine. school trips just some sports and i don't know we'll probably figure out something else to do with them well i'm sure there's things to do i mean things are opening back up so i'm sure there's stuff they are yeah yep um so yeah and going back to what i shared earlier i did get my second vaccine shot before I drove up here and my reaction, I got the Pfizer vaccine and it was a mild, very nice, nice, mild reaction. So just a little sore arm kind of limp and uh, went up to my shoulder. And then um, I was a little more tired than normal. Although it's hard to determine that when you're taking care of kids and whatnot. Um, and, uh, I was a little warm. My Pfizer vaccine on Saturday. There you go. Do I need it? TBD. TBD. Yes. I, I don't know that you need it, but you I want, want it. it. I just want it. You want it. Um, and then you're going to regret it if you have a super strong reaction. To I probably it. will, but it's fine. I'll just, <laughs> I, I just, I just want my shot. More, more coffin emojis, and uh, <laughs> maybe maybe we'll even graduate to uh, 
tombstone emojis. Yeah, we'll see how I react. I'm sure I'm gonna have a reaction. Like my I, immune I system will be like, are. oh no, not this again. And then yep. it'll be over. So yeah, your body is gonna be like, what the F? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So well, that's good. Yeah. More and more people, I, I the numbers are encouraging. Over half of uh Americans are vaccinated or have at least one shot, I think it is. So I don't know. I don't know the statistics. I believe you. So, so anyway, well, we're not here just to talk about your life. We are here to talk about Star Trek. So (laughs) here we are. Well, I have Um, more of a life to talk about than Star Trek this week. So you can do a lot of that. Yeah, there's like so many things, so many life updates. Um, But yeah, Mike, what have you been Star Trekking, if anything? Uh, you know, it's been uh, pretty slim. I think the last thing I was watching, I, I did watch a bunch of DS9 for our last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think you I might may have, have watched Generations. I may have sure. watched watched Generations, but I am not sure, which just goes to show how crazy the last couple of weeks have been. Uh-huh. Um, I know I've been well, I did actually end up I did have first contact day off mostly. So I, um, you were like, I need to do some work. And then 40 minutes later, and you were just talking about first contact day announcements. I was like, have you done any work? Yeah, yeah, no, I, but fortunately, like when I got around to the work, it was pretty easy and quick. And so, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I enjoyed most of first contact day. So I guess that was doing some star trekking. I did do that. That is star trekking. Yes. Yes. So I was really happy that I was able to, to kind of enjoy it. Uh, mm-hmm. I did have to stop because I did have to work actually on a on a Zoom call. Uh, so I did not. I had to end it at the Prodigy stuff. So I did not get to watch the Prodigy stuff live. So that will you'll have to fill in some. I I mean I know. I mean I what, I didn't watch any of the panels. I just basically watched the trailers and something that came out of it. Yeah. I've told you before, I can't stand these panels. They're just like bantering, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, then, no, you know what? Whatever. I thought, you know, I agree. I agree. It's, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of times it feels like it's kind of, uh, kind of reviewing stuff you already know or like the same old stories. But this time around, I really would, it was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I really thought they didn't, they did it. They're getting better with these things, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, this you know, and I, I think that having a lot of announcements sprinkled in helped, uh, but also the stories were you know there were a few repeats like the women in Trek panel had you know I'd heard some of the stories about you know how, um, what people's first encounters with Star Trek were like and things okay. like that, okay. but um, but the the first contact. The first contact um, panel, completely mm. new. Like stuff I did not know. I mean, maybe it's on the extras of uh, of the first contact DVD, but I've never, like the what? stuff that I heard. Give was, us the factoid. Um, Brett Spiner is afraid of heights. Oh, okay. And doesn't, did uh, the one, the scene where he jumps down in the missile tube from one platform yeah, to the uh-huh. other and gets yes. shot. Um, yes. He, they were going to do it in several stages, like do a small jump and a little bit longer jump and then a really big jump. And he's, 
he basically said, nope, I, if we're going to do this, we're going to have to do the big one because otherwise I'm never going to, never going to do it. So, oh, uh, so that was one thing that kind of stuck out. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of, you know, uh, Alex Krieg, right? That's Alex Krieg. Yeah. She, yeah. um, she, she auditioned for the role, mm-hmm. thought she did horribly and actually had her agent or maybe even called them. She probably had her agent call them and say she wanted to do it over again. Oh, wow. Because She felt she did so badly. Uh, they didn't get back to her for like several weeks. And she thought, you know, all, all actors kind of have to live in this state of. Right. There's my audition. If you know, and forget it, do it and forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she got a call back three weeks later. She never heard back from that. You know, the agent never heard back about from, you know, she wants to do it again. You know, she thought it was really bad. And and they were sharing on the other side that they thought that she did really well and really fit the part. Um, But they weren't doing callbacks for a couple of weeks. And so, you know, they called her back. But uh, she's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was. She's fantastic. And you kind of learn about how she did some of the scenes where, you know, her body was being joined with the cybernetics and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So it was really, you know, honestly, that was really fun to watch. Um, that was probably the best of the panels that I saw. I mean, I, you know, the, the visual effects and the costume designers were, were, you know, interesting, you know, not that exciting, but, um, and, uh, you know, the women in Trek one, you know, I love, I love, you know, I, I'm a fan of Sinequa and Michelle. Mm. Um, but uh, I heard a lot of those stories I had heard before in other, sure, sure. In other panels. So um, that wasn't quite as exciting. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we got some trailers, which we're going to talk about and, mm. you know, a bunch of other stuff. So, uh, yeah. So that's, you know, actually, I, I Star Trek First Contact you, Day. You start, you start with plenty of things. Yeah. So, uh, and it definitely made me want to go watch First Contact again. It really is a outstanding. It's a great movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, great movie. Uh, and I think if uh, Alfrey Wood- Woodard or Woodward uh, mm-hmm. had been available, she would have been part of the uh, panel as well. So they they had some really nice things to say about her working Aww. with her. Um, so. Uh, you know, and one of my favorite scenes that they did talk a little bit about was when she does the whole Moby Dick thing. You know, gotta yes. go hunt his whale. Right, and, right, right. Uh, which I think is a really powerful scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when she's, uh, like, telling the crew, like, you're putting up with this shit. And mm-hmm. they're like, he's the captain. And she's like, F that. And burst yeah. into the ready room. So um yeah so you know i i, I definitely want to watch first contact again soon I, it is a great movie but for some reason i don't i maybe i'm delusional maybe i'm just overtired uh but i really think i did watch generations at some point <laughs> but i don't know it's only a different movie. um so yeah i don't know maybe i did maybe i didn't but anyway so, yeah you start Trek plenty i did i guess so what about you what have you been star trekking you uh you you're going back to our old stomping grounds. If yeah. I so yeah, I've been watching a lot of TNG, and I've just been jumping around. See, anything from season three to season seven has been fair game. I I 
I'm just not the biggest fan of seasons one and two, so I haven't really gone back. I, there are some episodes I can go back to, but are you, you jumping know. around from like season to season and then going back, or are you going? I'm literally jumping around. I'm like oh, literally okay. like just picking an episode. I'll, I'll scroll through the Netflix like episode list, yep. and I will just pick an episode to watch. Um, earlier, I didn't finish the episode, but I was watching Ensign Row. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a season five episode. Yesterday, I watched Birthright, which I believe was season six. So I, this problem is like now because I'm, watch, I'm jumping around, I don't recall. You don't remember where they are, yeah. And they're, and they're all like just episodic. So there's also, it's also like watching a season six episode and going back to a season three episode, it really doesn't matter. Like, like yeah, it really literally doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, Birthright, I was like, this is bad. Uh, it, was the, it was a two-parter where basically... They go to D Space Nine. I was telling you about this, but it doesn't sound like you remembered. But it was one episode where they go to D Space Nine. Um, Dr. Julian Bashir makes an appearance as the only DS9 character that shows up. Um, and in the first half, I think they try to like play into the title a little bit. So there's a Worf story and there's a data story. For Worf is about his father, who he thought was killed at Kittimer. Uh, the Kidder massacre when the Rhymelands attacked at some point. And he hears from someone at DS9 that his father's alive, not dead, and he's being held prisoner at this like Romulan like penal colony or whatever camp. Meanwhile, Data, uh, an experiment with Dr. Bashir goes awry and Data is kind of like electrocuted and his like his dream program is activated um and he finds out that dr stone left him a dream program that one that it was supposed to naturally activate once data kind of reached some sort of like cognitive state but because of the accident it just self-activated and i guess birthright so you have data kind of discovering the dream program wharf discovering his father may be alive it turns out his father's not alive he goes to this camp, this Rhymeland camp. And then part two, there's no data. It's really just all the Worf story. And it's not good. It's just about Worf at this camp. Nothing really happens. Like basically he discovers that there's these sub- survivors from Kittimer. Kittimer that kind of merge with the Romulans. Right. And they're living in yes, peace with the Romulans. In, right. And, but, they're, but the Klingons are there. The survivors of Kittimers are there kind of reluctantly because they can't reintegrate into clan society because it's shameful that they were captured as prisoners. Captured, and not killed. Yeah. Right, and it's dishonorable, so blah, blah, blah. But their children know nothing about clan culture because right. they were just raised without that context, that cultural context, and they discover their birthright. And they discover who, it, what it means to be Klingon. Whoops, I forgot to turn off my notifications. That's unfortunate. Um, so it's just like, fine. It's all fine. So anyway, that was like, it was a two, I was like, why is this a two-parter? I don't understand. Um, so anyway, so that was yesterday. But overall, I have been really enjoying my trek into TNG. <laughs> Um, I even liked Sub Rosa. I rewatched Sub Rosa. Wow, did which you was really? you know, which is the much maligned Doctor Crusher episode where she falls in love with a candle. 
But literally, oh my God, she is like having orgasms like everywhere. She is like literally, it's like she's literally like masturbating. And like, there's this one scene where she's like orgasming slash masturbating and John Luke comes in and she's like, He's like, Beverly? And I'm like, oh my God, this is so awkward. So she's literally like just writhing on like a chair. It's like so ridiculous. I, I have to give it to Gaze Without And She went for it. She's like literally just like orgasming like everywhere. She's like writhing. She's like orgasming so hard that she can barely walk. Like there are these scenes where like she's just like talking to this ghost and she goes for it. She, you know, unbridled enthusiasm i'm like all right you know what she just give her some sort of award because she went for it and if our viewers could see see you now they would see your unbridled enthusiasm as you talked about it she's she really really just bought in like she just did her best and i was just like you know what i i commend her for her effort wow so you should rewatch the Rosa. I actually didn't think it was that bad. I just like, I don't know why people hate it that much. It's a little silly, but it was like, I don't know. This is what Gates and Vanna has to work with. We talked about this, you know, TNG did not do their female characters all the, all the favors. So, you know, they work with the get. So anyway. There we go. So speaking of women in Star Trek, we were supposed to do a Voyager episode, this episode, but someone is too busy with life, not Bunsen, <laughs> but Mike, um, and has not had a chance to watch- Do the homework. I have not right, done the homework. Watch the homework that we talked about. Right. I right. did. I, I did. I'm ready. I even rewatched it, even though I just did my Voyager rewatch last year, and I rewatched these episodes that we talked about, which I will not reveal until we talk next time. So instead, we decided to gather here today to talk about the first contact day announcements slash trailers, which, you know, again, there was a lot. There was a there lot. There was a lot. They and really, I was uh... like, I was like shocked and clutching my pearls with some of the announcements that came out. And I'm also quite shocked with how soon we're going to get some of these seasons. I was like, goodness, very, very surprised that we're going to get both Lower Decks and Discovery Season 4 this year i did not expect that so did you think we were gonna have a completely dry year i knew well we knew project was gonna come out um lower decks i suspected was gonna come out because it's animation and that's easier to do remote and obviously they were filming they you know we know we know that they had started filming discovery season four but usually post-production on these shows take a long long time so i wasn't i wasn't ready i, I didn't expect um Discovery to necessarily come out this year because we literally just had season three. Season three was not that long ago. I know. So, I mean, yeah. You know, I would expect like over a year because. Well, I mean, so COVID. I mean, it could be. It could could come after lower decks. It next could be, fall. and you know, they also said twenty twenty one, so it could be like December. So it's you know, it's possible. Could be. But, I mean, you know, there's so, so much post production on these shows now because they're so there's the special effects are so crazy now. Yeah. Um, so no. I. I wasn't expecting it. So I was pleasantly surprised when that was announced. Um, I'm still curious about Strange New Worlds. We haven't heard when that is going to premiere. We didn't hear anything about Nothing. Strange New Worlds at Nothing. all. Uh, it, it, other than we, we knew previously that it pretty much just started 
yeah. I think Picard started maybe two months ago in pre-production and, and production and Strange New Worlds maybe a month ago um yeah. started in production so i would have loved to hear something about strange new worlds but you know yeah but there's still think, a lot yeah i think it's still early days uh for strange new worlds I, I imagine so the picard trailer or teaser it's not even a trailer it's a teaser it was all kind of teasers yeah, yeah. but it definitely said 2022 it, yes 2022 so we're not gonna get picard until for another year yeah well probably nine months let's hope it does a, I also does wouldn't a, be surprised if they took like more precautions with Patrick Stewart because they definitely old, are. I, you know. I definitely think they are. You know, uh, so. he is vaccinated though, so yeah. you know he did share that on social media that he did get vaccinated. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, and and going back to Discovery, so Discovery started filming in November. We we heard briefly mm-hmm. from Sinequa and uh, Doug Jones because Doug Jones shaves his head for discovery filming Mm -hmm. uh but we literally heard nothing else from anybody from any of the supporting cast the bridge crew yeah nothing so i mean it's it appears that they really nailed down well one and here's how i know they're definitely done because well I, i say definitely but blue and um and Ian are both back in their respective home areas. So oh, Ian, okay. Ian Alexander is back in LA now. Okay, you follow the cast closer than I do. I, I don't do. Follow them yeah, I do. Um, Emily Coots didn't really share too much about it. Um, so you know, neither did any of the other bridge crew really. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like they they got they got up there. They did their mm-hmm. job. They got it done. Yeah. And it's in post-production. And, you know, I, I think just like in all things and certainly in the world that we're living in right now, I think they learned a lot in season three and how to do this, how to do this switch over. I mean, when you think about it, if a year ago when we were first moving to working from home, mm. how much of a transition that was and how right, hard, right. hard that was. And, um, you know, you had people with different abilities and, you know, comfort levels with Zoom and other platforms. And um, so it took a while for people to really get used to it. And that's what I kind of feel happened with season three. Mm-hmm. They were kind of midway through. They had to switch to, they didn't know how to do it. They had to figure it out. And now they've got it fit- figured out. Right. And right. I think that this is going to be much more smooth. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to jump out on a limb and say that I, we know that uh, Lower Decks starts August 12th. Mm-hmm. which is pretty much almost a year to date that their first season. Premiered. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm imagining that we might have 23 weeks of Star Trek, maybe even longer if they are able to get Picard done and have that jump right off of discovery at the beginning of 2022. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, that cool. is ultimately their goal and it seems like they, you know, Throw all Star Trek all the time. All the time, you know, yeah. once a week having a new Star Trek, which I think is is getting closer and closer to being more doable. I mean, especially with this many series that are happening concurrently. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not, so it seems like they can do two series in production at the same time. So, um, you know, because Picard pre-production started while Discovery was in production. Um, I think Discovery started when Lower Decks was probably in production 
or even starting post-production. Um, so I think they're really working out a great schedule that works. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously it makes sense for Strange New Worlds to redecorate some of the sets from Discovery to continue to use those for oh yeah no, for I mean, the Enterprise yeah. and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, and um, finally Paramount gets on the bandwagon that, you know, Lucasfilm has been on for a while wow. and they got this 270 degree LCD or, or screen that oh. uh, creates an immersive environment, yes. which uh, made the Mandalorian possible um, yeah, yeah. for two seasons. So Amazing. Paramount is just, you know, obviously I love Star Trek and I'm not trying to badmouth Paramount too, too much, but I do think that they're a little bit slow that they are, their history is so deep in traditional ways of making film and television that it, you know, this idea that they could create something like uh, the barn, I think it's called the barn at Lucasfilm, uh, that it yeah. took so long to do that is uh, yeah, Paramount's is a like weird. one of like you know the big five or whatever the big studios. yeah, it's got they, billions of dollars. You they, know, I don't understand. I don't why think it took so long. But at the same time, I don't think Paramount is like the most they're not as innovative. cutting edge. They're yeah, not as innovative as some of those yeah. studios. Yeah. Um, you know, despite their size. So, yeah. But okay. hey, they're apparently throwing money at Star Trek. So it's yeah. fine. Yeah. So um, I think that they're really, they're going to get this scheduled down and, and we are going to see perhaps 2022 will have close to 52 weeks of Star Trek. Maybe. That would be crazy, but um, I would welcome it. Yeah. I mean, oh. yeah, you know, um, it's fun to talk about old Trek once in a while, but, uh, you know, or, you know. Well, after I exhaust the CNG episodes, I'm going to be like, what now? Because I did the GS9 rewatch, Forge yeah. rewatch, Enterprise rewatch, and now a TNG rewatch. So, yeah, you I'm are, like, wow. yeah, I rewatched. You still have to go back. You still have to struggle through the original series. <laughs> Look I at you. Hold your, I really, I really hold your head. To. You're doing a uh, almost a Picard face palm right now. I really don't want to. But yeah. And there's the animated to. series, too. You, I guess. So, I actually haven't seen it, so I guess I can't really judge it. But I I feel that it's potentially cringeworthy. So. I mean, it's 70s cartoon. I, I understand. Mean, it's, uh, you know. Yeah. So, so so we so, so we got the discovery trailer Sinequa yes. and the women in Trek uh, panel that was that I mentioned earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. Although the stories were very uh, similar to ones that were already told, we did get a surprise at the end, which was a Discovery season four trailer. Yeah, and it actually was more footage than I expected. There was like more like there was some storyline. Yeah, we saw some new uniforms. Yeah, so. I am interested to hear what your reaction was to this trailer. So it's funny. You said there was a lot of footage and I just watched it before we started recording. Today. It was more footage than I expected because I expected something oh, like the teaser trailer. teaser trailer. Yeah. You know, this was some, a like, trailer. animations, yep. like, you yeah. know, maybe see a glimpse of something. That's how, you, how teasers go. So I got more than I expected. But anyway, yeah. I wasn't expecting. Well, one, you know, I said, I think I said it before. They Paramount did a great job with this first contact day. I mean, it was mm-hmm. filled with lots of good. Yeah, I thought it was so interesting. They made it such a big deal, and at least they had the content to back it up because it was just like dumb panels. Yeah, whatever. 
yeah so um so yeah you're right there there is a lot of footage having just watched it and you saying that putting it together in my mind i'm thinking that what we saw was probably footage from just the first two maybe three sure. episodes sure a lot you know a lot of damage discovery shots uh and Take um, fire rubble rubble being thrown yeah i don't know you know so uh we did see our favorite vulcan leader yes i was very pleased that um, she is in the season yeah um so hopefully she has a bigger role we did see so if you catch it i'm pretty sure you could see saru at the number one station on the bridge at one point um, oh, I, I, uh, I saw, I remember seeing Saru, but I, I'll be honest. I only saw, I only watched the trailer once. Oh, so. I've watched it <clears throat> several times. Uh, so I'm pretty sure if you look in the background, it's definitely blurred out, but you can sort of make out that it's, it's probably okay. Saru at uh, the number one spot at some point. Okay. Uh, and also the hands at the end are definitely both wearing command red to, and she says together in her over voiceover. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that she's holding Saru's hands, probably. But we do see Saru in a uh, Kelpian mm-hmm. uniform of some sort, almost yeah. like he's president or leader of uh, of his planet. So something along that lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. But I love I'm liking the new uniforms. They are sharp. They're. Uh, it's like they heard us when we were like, they're so gray. They're so and then gray. they went in like the opposite direction and inversed because they're literally the same, they're almost the same uniforms, except instead, you know, because it used to be gray and then a band of color. Yeah. And they and literally opposite. inversed it. They did. And yeah. made the rest of it color and then made the band gray. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, it's fine. Like, it's like, so Gersha like, Phillips did talk a little bit about, she, she didn't, she did talk a little bit about this and uh, she said that when they first did the new uniforms, they worked great in Federate in the Starfleet command Mm. area where it was a lot of white and Mm, bright spaces. But when they got to the bridge of discovery, the color tone, the color got lost a little. Yeah. So they decided to go and and do something like this to, it is better. Contrast. It is, it is better. Because yeah. it pops a little bit more, especially yeah. given the Discovery bridge aesthetic. And yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's it looks, very colorful. It's like yeah, a lot of color. There is. Yeah. But it is great to see Burnham in red. I really do enjoy that. Um, you know, you see Owo and Detmer. You did not see. So, here's again the question that we have is who's going to be the first officer? And at what point, you know, who is it going to be at what point? Obviously, mm-hmm. I just said we saw Saru probably in the background. We only see Tilly in kind of this battle uniform or whatever that she's sort of wearing, like a way mission uniform. Um, not a lot of Tilly in this this trailer, you know. Yeah, not too much, not too much. Uh, which I'm kind of bummed about. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, you know, Stamets explaining about this natural phenomenon that is uh, mm-hmm. that is can hit anywhere uh, and that it's five light years across. So it's huge. Yeah, um, I thought that was interesting. I mean, this aligns with what Alex Kurtzman teased about the season, which was the 
big bad is not necessarily um, a person, person or a villain, but it's going back to this idea of a scientific mystery of some sort, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. We'll see where that goes. Um, yeah. I do have to say, you know, going back to the CNG episodes and the episodic um, nature of these episodes, some of my favorites are actually the ones where there is some sort of discovery or there is some sort of mystery to be unraveled. Um, obviously, all contained within a 42-minute episode. But, you right. know, I actually really like those kind of um, narrative plot lines, personally. So we'll see. I mean, once it's kind of dragged out to, like, 13 episodes, it's like, I hope the payoff is there. That's my only... <laughs> because at some point, it's like, oh, my God, is that, um, we've talked about this before. It becomes, like, no big mystery box. And it's like, oh, my God, they're going to have to chase out the clues. Because, you know, season three was... There was a bit of that, too. The burn, your, uh, what's the burn? what caused the burn? Yeah. You know, it's like, and then it's a fetch quest, you know? Oh, yeah. gotta, you know, go to this planet and get this clue and go to this other planet. Oh, breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs everywhere, you know? Yeah. So I hope it doesn't turn, and that's the thing. I hope it doesn't turn too much into that. It probably will. Um, but it yeah. is the more serialized of the, of the right. shows from, right. um, that are out now for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I'm but I agree. I, I do yeah. agree. I, I'm hoping it's not like this big drawn out thing. I hope there's some more episodic nature to things. I do think that we saw potentially we saw uh, the Vulcan leader trying to do a meld, uh, mind meld. Yes, there was some sort of melding. Um, and it looked like it could have been on Vulcan. So there's a possibility that we might go to Vulcan. That'd be cool. Um, I want to see Vulcan. I want to yeah. see the inside of other ships. That was our other, that was yes. on our wish list. For yeah. Yeah. Season four. That would be great to see some other bridges. Um, was Okay. I only watched the trailer once because, you know, I'm a bad fan. But was Booker in a uniform? No, he was still in the same black okay. outfit as he was I at the end of last season. I saw of him in a uniform, but it could have been someone else. Hmm. I don't think so, but I, I, uh, it looked like just the black okay. uniform that he's wearing at the end of season three on the bridge. So, okay. um, yeah, uh, Blue is now part of the crew um, mm. full time. Um, yeah, I... I it's it's i hope that even though we have this big scientific mystery i hope that we still get some really solid character moments from more of the bridge crew yes you know please uh, more than just michael burnham doesn't gas, it does gasping not, and clutching gasping, pearls yes and there's a lot of I, I, you know, I sent you over Instagram. It was like this photo from like Trek Core where she's just gasping. Yeah. I'm like, she does gasp a lot. Like, it's always yeah. like a very, very dramatic moment. There's a lot of gasping. Michael Burnham's, everything's gasp. It's like, oh my God. It's like the main reaction. It's like, what? Vulcan changed her name? What? Excuse me? What? You didn't find this out a year ago? I don't understand. Like, everything's like, oh my God, my God. It's like, okay. All right, woman, calm down. You're the captain of the fucking ship. Calm down. Keep your cool. I'm not saying like be like Janeway cool because Janeway has her own kind of cool. And we talk about that next episode. Yeah. But, you know, just, you know, be like, all right, let's deal with this. You know, don't be like, my God, you know, yeah. exclaim. 
keep the exclamation. Well, clearly there's some gasp worthy moment and probably it's when that wave hits the discovery. You get to see this incredible, um, you know, I, I'm just thinking from, from a logistical standpoint of how they got the crew to like, Oh yeah. They like went fly up all at once. Uh, that alone was amazing to see. Um, I'm sure there are wires involved. Oh yeah, definitely. Lots of wires, but, (laughs) um, but to do it all at once is uh, pretty incredible. Um, but you know, the one thing that discovery does really well is they have an incredible stunt crew. No. Yeah. You have to, despite my complaints about discovery, they have a great CG crew and they have a great stunt coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> like in, you know, just whatever. top of the line, you know, the choreography, um, the fight choreography, everything, everything. You know, one on. thing we did not see, we do see one new character. It looks like it possibly like a, uh, a non-federation member uh non-federation planet leader of some sort she's talking with the um vulcan leader mm-hmm. yes i know that navar leader sorry um old habits um but yeah i think there's a lot to be excited about uh i'm i am shocked and impressed that we got to see trailer at the beginning of april in 2022 uh for season four but did you, did you cluster pearls like michael burnham i did not okay. uh, i was uh i got excited when i saw the new uniforms i got excited when i saw the bridge crew you know i, I, just, I was the... excited that we got to see footage so yeah i, I mean honestly owo and detmer look great in yellow um paul you know what it's almost like the the navy uniforms, the um, the blue uniforms for science, and it are a little too dark. But maybe it was just the setting. Mm. But he, you know, uh, so well, it's the a little... red and yellow, especially, is super bright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, so. so yeah, I mean, I, I I was I was shocked. You know, first of all, you know, yes, I was shocked, but it wasn't the first time I was shocked, right? Because, you know, we got to, let's go back. So and do we have anything else to share about Discovery right now? I mean, if I watch a trailer again, I feel like I can pull something out. But I think we out. can move on because we have three more trailers. We have three more announcements to talk about. Right. So, so the day started with Will Wheaton interviewing Patrick Stewart. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Right. I didn't watch a panel, so you can tell the story. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm doing this from memory. I've not watched it since, really, but or rewatched it. But you know, he, he's talking about Picard season two, some new situations, mentions time. So there's definitely some time, and he's also mentioning something that we've never seen before on Next Generation, in all seven seasons and four movies. So, wow. so some some piece or part of. I don't know. It's who knows, but he said that there's something you've never seen on TNG and the movies that you're going to see in this. Um, So there's that. There's also um, there's going to be some more reference. Yeah, there's going to, they're going to reference Picard's kind of uh, locutus transformation, like the the trauma of that coming back again uh, as being part of it. Um, so I get the real sense that they that were we going to, that, all right. yeah. And then there's, you know, so he's got a trailer, a t- teaser. And so they bring up a teaser and it's all like footage and 
in a moment you can tell me you can share what you sent me a picture of but mm-hmm. um you know this trailer is just a voiceover of picard and different you know scenes of the vineyard and whatnot artifacts and whatnot and then uh you know the end focuses on a card poker table and uh you know a bunch of queens and then it dissolves one away. queen card one queen card was there just one queen card yes that trailer i watched like three times oh oh okay so you know it dissolves and the queue is left there and then uh you know they bring on pat uh, patrick they bring in john, john delancey. delancey and um you know have a great little conversation about it uh about him coming back and it's you know when you think about it uh you know, next generation started with Q, mm-hmm. ended with Q. Yes. We yes. never saw Q in the movies. No. Um, and it just makes sense to bring Q back for Picard at this point. I mean, if especially if we're going to bring back, hopefully Whoopi is uh, on tap to to come back and, yes. and be. Yeah. She said uh, she would gunned. do it. So. She said she would do it. Right. So. Um, so I think it, you know, it's great. And, and the way that they teed, the way that he teed up, like left a lot of wondering, like he said, Q shows up at this pivotal, I don't know, like critical moment. Oh. And, um, and there's some reverberations throughout the rest of the episode in regards to that. So no idea what that means, but definitely intriguing enough. Um, you know, I, I almost, I almost think it would have been, I mean, it's a great teaser and I, I think that they really did want to do up first contact day and kick it off with a bang. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I almost, well, you know what, unfortunately one thing that Picard does is it really re- reveals the guest stars on the opening credits anyway yeah, yeah so it would have ruined the scene unless it was yeah they need to like fix that i don't yeah they need to keep um, those things you know under wraps under wraps a little bit because you know what we we didn't really expect Riker to come back in the finale of picard right, right. um but you knew that from the top of the show yeah, put because, it at the end credits why at the beginning yeah, so, yeah. let's do some special guest stars at the end and and end with that um so, you know, I feel like they could have they could have drawn it out, but I think they really wanted to pick some things that would really get the fans excited about what's coming. And um, obviously, yeah, they wanted publicity. <laughs> they, they yeah, wanted, they did. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to them. If, if we can get more of this going forward, I think that that's important and great. You know, like I think we need to you need to do that. So um, they need to kind of build up some some uh, momentum, especially if we're going to get into 52 weeks of new Trek at some point. Uh, but so, yeah, so we get the, the Q announcement. We got a, a very basic teaser trailer, but you picked out something. In yeah, there so I was, that- yeah, I was very excited about this trailer because, um, yeah, I mean, the Q thing, I mean, I talked to you about this. Yeah, I was like, John Delancey has age. I think he's aged. And he's been doing like My Little Pony for the last ten years. I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's been doing this life, um, but I'm excited for Q to come back. I just, I'm very interested, interested to see, you know, because Q is fine in spurts, right? Like, so we get him maybe once a season, maybe yeah, once a season, once every season and a half. 
Um, Because when you're dealing with like this omnipotent character, it's like, it's hard to kind of do like a lot of character development with a character like that. So, which is why in Voyager, they kind of like really changed it up in terms of, um, you know, the whole Q continuum war, civil war, things like that. They, they really tried to change it up um, because otherwise the, if you're dealing with an omnipotent, omniscient character, it's kind of like just static, right? So I'm interested to see how they deal with that. And if he's going to kind of just set things in motion and, you know, check out, you know, um, or if he's going to be like consistently kind of like popping up and, or, you know, what, what are they going to do? So I'm, I'm, I, don't, I, am yeah, very... yeah. I don't foresee them doing like him sticking around. I think it's going to be like the, the pop-up piece of this. Uh, yeah. Or know, maybe, they, yeah. They basically or maybe he's that same emotion or something and then, yeah. you know, well, and you know, the, the, the quote that the trailer, the teaser ends on is uh, the trial was never over. Right. So, um, you know, that's, that's always something interesting. So, it, you know, maybe it could set the whole season in motion and then wrap up very similar to like TNG, or it could be just a, you know, one and done episode, which I think would be okay as well. Yeah. Or you know, a two-parter. And the thing about Q is I really hope they don't screw up the character. Like, you know, I feel that All Good Things was just such a perfect finale. It's, in my opinion, the best Star Trek finale that we've gotten, series finale that we've gotten. DS9, it's a little bit weird because you had a 10-part finale, basically, so it's a little bit different. Um, I obviously enjoyed that last arc in DS9, Mm -hmm. but... For a two-hour finale, I thought TNG was perfect. It, it just wrapped things up so well, and Q's level of involvement was perfect, and the way that they just brought a full circle was so good. So I'm kind of just like, and yes, we got Q and Voyager, but he kind of played a different role there. So I just like, I just want to, because you you know that I had kind of a lukewarm reaction. I liked Picard season one, but I thought they had some issues. Um, you know, I just I just don't want them to do a disservice to the character because I thought they did. You know, I don't think that they did a great job with Hugh. You know, and he yeah, I thought that, that he was, was the character. Stuff, you know, and yeah. it was to me that was a disappointment. Like yeah. they brought him back, they didn't really give us much about what he's done, and then he died. I was like, what the fuck? Like you know, there were things like that. I, I really, really, really hope they don't do that with Q and do a disservice to the character. And hit, you know, given just the level of how he's weaved so much into mythology of TNG. So that's where I'm like, okay, great. You know, nostalgia, fantastic. Get us fans excited, but please don't edge us for 10 seasons. I mean, t- 10 episodes and then yeah, yeah, and yeah. end up, you know, giving I don't us- think, you know, I think, I think that this is a one to two episode arc at most. I don't, I don't, I don't think that one, you know, it, Patrick Stewart is very involved in, in this season's storyline. He, he said, you know, he's very, you know, he's co-executive producer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm getting the impression that he's sort of, he's helping direct this and, and, you know, more maybe more so than the um 
than uh, the first season. He was pretty involved in season one, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he for sure he was. Oh. But I think, uh, you know, seeing the success of season one, I think that we're we're going to see his he's he's now vested. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Part of me also hopes because there was criticism for season one. I'm not the only one. Like there were definitely, sure. you know, yeah. a lot of folks that thought um, that there were things in season one that they didn't like for example the boar thing right like that was another example what because i do think that patrick stewart is kind of triggered by too much borg stuff so that's what i feel that's part of the reason why we kind of got the boar but not really you know it was like it was brought to the edge but just kidding you know because we don't want to go down that path too much because there's you know the borg at this point have been overused so i do think that there are things like that where they you know, they want to do things and really get the nostalgia going, but then they don't want to just go for it. You know, I, I mean, I'm kind of just like, just go for it. If you're going to like bring you back, just go for it. Don't restrain yourself. And you can, because the thing with Q is that you can do so much. You can like literally rewrite history. So if you're going to do a time travel thing, if you're going to like tease a stargazer, if you're going to tease Deep Space Nine, right? Because we got this like, random that was the thing i sent you this random artifact from ds9 the reckoning episode which ben Cisco broke and released the, the power race. race like one of the power race i'm trying to remember the name of the power race it's like was that called something emojon or something i don't remember oh costamoja costamojon and one of the prophets yeah like are we gonna and and i'm and that also piqued my curiosity too because in some of the novels, there the Q and like the the prophets have history. Yeah. I'm really interested to see if they like try to weave that in somehow. I'll go crazy if they if they brought like anything from DS9 into the storyline. So I'm, now I'm just kind of like, all right, like they can do so much, and they can like there's so much fandom that they can tap into. I just don't want them to restrain themselves too much because of whatever i don't know you know well i think that so the the one thing that patrick stewart has said from the beginning is that he's not he doesn't want to do the same thing that they did in next generation so if you know so everything that comes back has to have a different take on it or a different approach or a different reason sure than doing it like next generation so don't avoid certain things just for the sake of avoiding either if that makes sense like because if you're going to like it's the thing is if you're going to bring back these characters or you're going to bring in certain plot elements like there are things that you can revisit in a in a way that is still unique and innovative but don't just try to avoid certain developments just for the sake of avoiding it if it's going to ultimately help the story i don't know I have yeah, no I mean no you're you, you gotta you, you have a point you know I I think what I'm hearing is and I agree with is that you know Hugh definitely got the the short end of the stick we didn't get a whole lot of what of his history or what what brought him to this and we certainly didn't learn why there's a Borg cube dead in Romulan space that the Romulans are pilfering for for materials so you know, there's a lot of questions from season one that we don't have the answers to. Um, and some like Hugh's history is really disappointing. 
Um, so yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I hope that they. Well, we uh, know very little. We know very little. <laughs> yeah, we have a so, teaser. We're yeah. We're. <laughs> are you are you dying? Are you gonna make it? I'm gonna make it. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um. um so you know. So, yes. so so we have John Delancey returning to Picard. So or coming to Picard. So. Um, that was an exciting start. That was really shocking. You know, that was surprising. That shocking. was surprising. I did not expect yeah. Q to come back. That really, you know, and, and like I said before, that really set the tone for the day. And, you know, after that, we move into, um, well, I mean, the comedy, the comedy um, panel was interesting. Uh, was it for Lower Decks? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was based around Lower Decks, Mike McMahon, uh jonathan frakes gosh okay. who else uh paul f Tompkins, mm-hmm. um and one other person who's escaping my mind right now but um but we but, did get a pretty much full lower decks trailer yeah we did and it looks just as great as season one to be honest like and of course it has to end with boy and Laura screaming i'm like yes, yes! yeah you you did you texted me and were in joy about that of course. Uh, yes. Um, on the Titan. Yeah, on the Titan. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Uh, so, um, yeah. So, you know, I didn't watch the Lower Decks trailer as many times as the others. Uh, but I got the feeling like I was just wa- like ready to rewatch season one all over again. It's, I mean, it, it's so good. Yeah. And obviously, so, we got there are plenty of callbacks, like and Easter eggs, yes. when it comes to the lower decks trailer. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I am curious as to how involved Jonathan Frakes is going to be on season two of Lower Decks, given that Boimler is on the Titan. Yeah, you know, I I am very interested to to kind of see. Yeah, that. it'll be interesting to see how they play that off because uh, you know, yeah, to see what how that all ties together, and uh, also who. Who's going to be the new security chief on on I the guess. Cerritos? And yes. uh, an you know, who's gonna who's gonna be the fourth member of the the group with uh with uh you know I know Boimler gone with well, yeah. yeah exactly so who's gonna be the fourth musket musketeer? Uh, it'll be interesting to find out. So um, yeah, I'm excited for that, and that's. So that's that's, that's four months away, August twelfth. I guess that's soon. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to jump ahead to August and have summer be nearly over just so we can have sure. lower decks. I would. I really want to I enjoy this nice weather. So yeah, I'm nice weather. It. You can go outside. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so dying, outdoor dying, dining, not dying. Please don't die outside. <laughs> outdoor dying. Um, but outdoor dining has returned. I mean, I would do indoor. We've done indoor dining. So we have, yes. Um, it hasn't stopped us. It has not stopped us. And yeah, probably, you know, yeah. No, but lower decks, I, I don't have as much to say about lower decks because it's, it's kind of more of the same, but in a good way, you know? Yeah. And, and they're going to get a season three already. I know. I saw that too. That was great. So, yeah. uh, you know, Honestly, wait. So you're saying like the YouTube videos that say Michael Man- Michael Man was fired is not correct? Oh yes, I definitely <laughs> say that. that is, so. Oh man, um, you know, you know, every 
has everyone been fired from Star Trek? Yet? I know everyone's been fired like five times. Is it like, all Alex over? Did... has been basically kicked out of Paramount and he's living on the street. And did Anson Mount blow off the Enterprise so that we could go back and rebuild sets from the 60s to be exactly like the Enterprise? So ridiculous. Um, yeah. So I am excited to see Pike, though, again, um, jumping back on that boat for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got that. And so we've got Lower Decks, Picard, uh, Discovery. Discovery. And then... <laughs> and then uh, Prodigy. And then Prodigy, this... Uh, yeah, I was like, based she's a fucking CGI. hologram. I was like, I did not even think that that would be how they would bring her back. Oh, I had heard so. that. That I had heard that people speculate on that before. Oh, okay. So. I did not. I, yeah. I think I like read less fan theories than you do because you're. I think you like read a lot of fan theories. Um, I was like, is it like before she was on Voyager? Is she like? You know, is it like maybe when she was like younger before she was a captain or something? But nope, she's a she's a fucking hologram. Uh, she's a command training hologram, I believe, or whatever. C command training, CTH. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this is the one that I have not, you know, other than seeing the mock-ups of her, the new mock that like she has how like she really looks. long legs. That's my that was my only. Oh thought. really. Oh yeah, she has her bun from season one. Yep. Um, that very elaborate bun that I'm like, I don't like the bun. Um, and then, and then um, yes, she has really, it's like the legs are two thirds of her height. I'm like, goodness. So. <laughs> but um, she's a other cartoon. than that, I didn't it's a cartoon. Really, so. Yeah, it's a cartoon for kids. For kids. It's for the next generation. For kids. And um, she she looks younger than she does in real life. Cause yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, Actually, you know, you said that John Delancey looks like he's aged uh, quite a bit. I actually think when I saw Kate Mulgrew probably about six months ago, I thought that she had aged. um, Kate Mulgrew. But you know, it feels unfair for women. Like menopause, menopause is not that I've experienced menopause, but it does fucking weird things to your body yeah like it like fucks it up yeah um and it is i don't think anyone gets through menopause like unscathed <laughs> like you know in yeah, some shape or sure. form to be totally yeah. honest and i say this in sympathy to our female listeners yeah, yeah. i mean yeah yeah exactly um you know so yeah but, but she's still she's very talented but you know she's, she's definitely, definitely very talented yeah. yeah so she does not because Rewatching one of the episodes, which I will not reveal because that's for our next episode, one of the Voyager episodes, where we see an older Captain Janeway slash different role, different, different, um, Frank <laughs> totally. Janeway. Why don't you just give it up? <laughs> she looks great. Like she, she basically looks exactly the same. Maybe they add like one ringer to her face. Um, and she has gray hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She does not look like that right now. I think she, yeah, she she looks a little, I mean, they added more than one wrinkle, but uh, from what I recall, she looks, but. She looks fantastic. Yeah. I mean, we see older other characters and it's like, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, I'm excited to hear more about it. I did not go back and have a chance to watch it, but 
Um, I mean, the only thing that came out of it was she's a hologram, and we saw we got to see her character. I mean, at and, least from the, and they're uh, they're in the Delta Quadrant, I believe. Are they? Yes, that's what I heard. Really? Yeah, the We're ship gonna is in the Delta, Delta, Quadrant. Delta Quadrant again. And uh, and one of the characters has for what a... purpose? All right, anyway, I don't know. I have no idea. But why the Delta Quadrant? To the Gamma Quadrant or something, or the or the Beta Quadrant? Why the Delta Quadrant? Ugh, I don't know. Anymore. Well, you know, I'm thinking so a couple of things. One, uh, if it's her first season look, which it is, uh, mm-hmm. remember we did see the caretaker had did pull another ship. The what was it called? The Marquis the, uh, ship. The, no, no, no. The, the, the Equinox. Other, the Equinox. Thank you. Couldn't think of that for off the top of my head. So it did pull the Equinox over. It mm-hmm. could very, you know, the the reason behind this, the Star Trek reason could be that the caretaker brought over another ship and it was a training ship with her as the command training hologram oh or whatever. God. I don't need and these need kids to. find this derelict ship because all the crew died in um in that transit or whatever. Who knows? I know nothing. But it's for kids, so it's not going to be a... It's probably, one, not going to be clearly explained to the level that us Star Trek fans really want. To our satisfaction. Yeah, to our satisfaction. You know, it will probably be explained during panels by the creator or whatever, creators. I mean, maybe that could make sense in terms of the the aliens, because one thing that people did complain about, which I actually also thought of when I first saw the character designs, is like... Why are they all like, I'm like, there's not one like alien design that we recognize. They're all new. Like, what is this? So maybe, yeah, maybe it's like, you know, in a different region of space where, you know, we just, yeah. we see very different alien designs. Yeah. You know, and it's animation, so they can go crazy, but yeah. 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 I, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna, it definitely looks more kiddish, like obviously the, the design. Yeah. It, but... it brings up for me, uh, the dragon show uh man why can't i think how of to it? train a dragon yes it, it has that sort of vibe yes. it's like yeah it's a, it's, it's like just... not pixar it's like a level below pixar in terms of the but it's still very good dream it's like dreamworks dreamworks, DreamWorks. yes, yes. It's very good yeah. it's like a dream it's like a dreamworks, DreamWorks. Show. yeah it's a dreamworks show um you know, so you can imagine the voices already just go watch an episode of how to train your dragon mm-hmm. you'll Imagine that they're playing alien characters and that they're on a derelict starship. Mm-hmm. And there you go. You have it. Um, yeah. And fun ensues. I don't know. Maybe. I'm, I'm uh, life, lessons. To... Li- life lessons. Lesson, life with, lessons. Life lessons for the next generation. I'm just so. glad I don't have to subscribe to Nickelodeon or something. Nick Jr. Yeah, no, it's going to be on Paramount Plus. Thank God. Yeah. No. slash no. CBS All Access with a Paramount Plus logo on it. <laughs> we already made that commentary, yes, though, didn't yes. we? Yes, through shade. Yes, we It's fine. Yes. I'm over it. That that w- that could have been done overnight and without all of the build-up. <laughs> without the fanfare. Without the fanfare, without all of the characters climbing the mountain. Oh, my God. see Patrick Stewart up there Ridiculous. baking drinks or whatever. I forget what happened, but Yes, it was a lot for rebranding. Uh, yeah. so they were pushing it. They were pushing it hard. So. They were. But they did make up with First Contact Day. And so finally, I think, uh, so we've covered everything. The one thing that I did kind of catch on to as well is 
that there will be a first contact day convention next year. Yes. Are we in, going in Chicago? Sure. We could go. Um, Chicago's we, you know, our network has already put out feelers for that. So we'll see. Um, yeah. Chicago's, you know, to our flight. Easy, easy peasy. Uh, though April Chicago might still be a little bit cold. Oh right? crap. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Yep. Because Chicago gets nice during like summertime. It's Chicago like, is nice during the summertime. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, going to be a little bit chilly, but we'll yeah, see. Um, yeah. So, well, we won't have to venture outside of the hotel except for restaurants, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I should put it on calendars. I'm ready. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. Uh, I'll put in my P- still, I'll put in my know, PTO we... days now. <laughs> That's funny because we actually have to think about uh, whether we're going to go to one of these conventions in Las Vegas. This summer. Oh which yeah, is the, the originally non the, the non-sponsored, non-official CBS sponsored. Yeah, Paramount, sponsored yeah. Viacom, whatever Viacom Paramount. The Fifty-five Viacom. year journey, blah blah blah. I yeah. don't know. Um, so we need to investigate more into that too. But um, yeah, so that's are, is our network going to that? I, that uh, there's talk about it, yes, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think we're all kind of waiting to see the status of the world, really. Um, I feel August is going to be all right at, at the rate we're going. Yeah, but, who knows? but then there'll be a new are... variant. It'll be all over. It, it could be. Yeah, you never know. Um, who knows? Who yeah. Knows? Uh, yeah. I, I I honestly don't know how I'm going to swing swing Las Vegas uh, if it falls during like the week. Because uh, I'm taking most of You're my taking vacation. a lot of days off. I'm taking a lot of days off for uh, a cross country road trip. For a cross country road trip, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we'll have to figure it out. But yeah, um, I know Dennis and potentially Tony are excited about going to Vegas. So um, maybe, um, maybe they'll come. And, well, frankly, it would be great for both of them to come so that we can just geek out and they can just. Oh, help. yeah, they can keep each other company. They can keep each other com- company because, you know, we, you know. It's like, yeah, sh- it would be like having Nancy with us. I'm like, all right, we can't like go too far. <laughs> yeah, we can't go too. We can't be too geeky because it'll. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And then and, uh, you know, uh, some of the parties in Las Vegas that are. You know, people in oh cosplay. My oh my god! Um, I'm not sure I need to. I need to attend those either. I'm not really into the cosplay scene, but no, I'm not either. But I'm sure we're gonna see them, and uh, yeah. you know, obviously we're gonna see them wherever we go, either Chicago or Las Vegas or both. So, of course. I mean, they, they, I, you know, the one thing I will say is kudos to people who invest a lot of money and do like sewing their own outfits and things like that. I mean, there's some impressive. And actually, it came up in one of the panels. This is a nice tie-in. Is that they do look uh, like Gersha and her team do look for people in co- who do cosplay and do it really well. And those are the people that they bring in as interns. Oh, that's cool. So you know that that's how people can get started. Is you know this whole idea of doing cosplay stuff, really high-level cosplay stuff, getting recognized by people like Gersha, who's mm. a phenomenal costume designer creator uh i mean you know she's on par 
she's the okay. modern day William Ware feast. Uh, but even I would even compare her to uh, Michael and uh, what's Mike Kuda and uh, his wife, who I can't think of her name. Michael Kuda. Right. Oh my God. Well, I mean, like he's different. He's like, yeah, like- I know that they're more visuals, but yeah. I, I think that, these days costume is almost the visuals because we don't we don't really get to see i want to start i want to start a petition to get michael kuda oh yes on discovery like i should start and i know that well we'll see if lavar burton becomes the next host of jeopardy Jeopardy, there's like already a petition for that but i want to start a petition to get michael kuda to fix the discovery turbulence <laughs> like that i should that should be that would be great yeah just go to the discovery set whatever and create create the, the blueprints for the ship please have yes. it make sense something, something give us a technical manual please something please please uh yeah. this is not uh this is not doctor who it's not the inside of Discovery is not bigger on the outs- inside. But like you outside. said, though, I feel that they're like less into the science and they're kind of yeah, like into the fantastical. Yeah. And like just. And we, like we just want our like, technical manuals to like yeah. pour over. We want to know what decks things are on. Yes, exactly. I want yeah. my I want my tech manual. Well, I mean, given what we've seen of the condition of the Discovery A, I mean, maybe 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 we get a. Maybe by the end of the season, we'll get a Discovery B and it'll be a 32nd century ship that we can just start from scratch with. And then they can have all of their Doctor Who bigger on the inside than the outside uh, stuff because it would be from the 32nd century. I don't know. I don't know. Well, but uh, anyway, that went on longer than I expected this conversation. But it always does. We always have more more to say this uh, is this is how it tends to go yep it does um well, so Mike, we're sorry for we're sorry for the two hour well the last episode that was, was two long. hours that was long that was long that was we long. clearly love deep space nine we just recapped a three-hour panel discussion into an hour plus of our <laughs> own discussion uh we're we just i don't know i i hope our view our listeners really understand that we love star trek and and, and, we, actually, and we have I thoughts am, we have thoughts we have thoughts and i'm actually excited you know some some things are coming down the road possibly that um who knows but uh you know I, i'm excited about going to las vegas and doing some meeting people and you know the future of um future of deep space meet our three our three fans i think we're up to four now oh you know what you mean my my future husband yes that too um that too he may be dressed in cosplay though so you have to be prepared for that um i know i can uh get past that that might be a deal breaker uh i don't think that's a deal breaker yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see I what mean, happens. You know, let's not discount options <laughs> before <laughs> before their options. Yeah, filter out everyone. Yeah, let's not filter out anyone yet. Um, but we do have over 200 followers on Instagram now. So that's oh, okay. You're so much better on social media than I am. I just make the content. Um, you do make the content, but uh, it is your full time job. And I, I do spend a lot more time on instagram than twitter but i'm trying to check in on twitter when i can but 
you know the problem the twitter is just the hellhole of the internet it really is the twitter what yeah Twitter is the hellhole of the internet. It is. It is. It's any I, I'm not. any asshole with an opinion can have a Twitter account and yes. spew shit twenty four hours a day. So I understand. I, I understand. Um, Trust me. I, I yeah, understand. I know you. I know you do. I just it's my it's my uh, my difficulty with um, with uh, Twitter. But anyway, yes. I anyway. still try to check in on there and uh, see if anybody's tweeting at us. But but well, anyway, Mike. Yes. How can our fans contact us? I was just about to, to say that. You know what? You can say no. You tell them. All right. You say it. You can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the panel, on Q, on Discovery's new uniforms, uh, what you think of Prodigy, Lower Decks. Maybe you paid more attention to the Lower Decks uh, trailer than we did. Um, probably should go back and watch that again. Probably, there's probably yeah. a I watched few, it like twice. Yeah. There's probably a few Easter eggs in there that we missed. Uh, so definitely shoot us an email or you can message us on Instagram or Twitter at Deep Space Pride. Uh, we'd love to engage with you with what limited time we have, given that our lives are super busy. Uh, Apparently. Well, I mean, mine is. Uh, mine is. Hello. Well, I don't. I'm also not looking after four children and two dogs right now. So there, 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 on point, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, it's it's your choice. It was your. Choice. It was. Uh, you know, I, I'm happy to be uh, an uncle. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's all good practice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, this has been fun. And longer than we expected, once again. Definitely longer than I expected, but it's fine. We are, we are never short of opinions on Deep Space Pride. We have lots of thoughts. And what's We didn't even is talk a- about our, our, uh, our sponsor, whatever, fansets, yes. <laughs> yes, Pride, 10% off. Go buy pins. Look at you. There you go. I did, my, I did the promotion this week. You did the promotion. Yes. We do Thank love fan. Well, I do love fansets. I know you're not a... He doesn't like Johnson does not like pins, but I just don't like things. It, yes. Thanks, you have fans. things though, you just scroll them away. I do, it's true. So you can't really say you don't have things. That's true. They're just hidden. Anyway, we hope you've enjoyed this romping round table of review of the first contact day panels. And uh yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. And next time I will we'll try talk to do my Voyager. We'll, we'll talk about Voyager because Mike will do his homework. Yes. yes and take please. notes and then we'll have more thoughts and probably another two hour episode. So But what episodes are we gonna watch? No one knows. Well our fans don't know. Of course you know. our fans know by now. No, we <laughs> so I, if you want to drop no hints. If you want to engage with us on Voyager, we are going to watch Scorpions oh, part one and two. I am Scorpions part one and two, and Endgame, the finale of Star Trek Voyager. So we're gonna watch those four episodes. I think they're four episodes. So I was trying really hard for the fans that couldn't, that did not know what I was talking about. I was trying really hard to not say Admiral Janeway because yeah, was, you were doing a like, really hard oh, job of that. Not Captain, but some she, other rank. She looks older, and uh, there's something, only something, about. Oh, 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 oh. 
there's only about well there's year of hell i guess they could have done year of hell isn't there a alternate version of janeway in year of hell i mean she's all banged up but she's not like really older no oh, okay yeah yeah i mean anyway anyway there we are join us next time we'll talk about voyager until then thanks for listening live peace out everybody live long bye. and prosper bye bye Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.